So, when you got started in motorsports, what did Christian Vogel, the child or kid or teenager, you know, f- how did you first fall in love with with racing, and, and how did you get started? So I actually started um, pretty late. Uh, the first time I hopped in a Formula car was in, in 2018, so not too long ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, ended up, I always grew up around uh, around cars, uh, street cars. Always loved working on them, tinkering on them. Um, no, I wanted to do something in the automotive industry. I was actually looking to be an engineer of some sorts. Um, but uh, ended up taking an opportunity. We just wanted to, uh, basically my dad recommended that we, we try racing out. And um, little did he know, he was, uh, <laughs> he was in for a, a pretty big surprise by the, by the, uh, by the test. So, um, But yeah, we just we ended up doing a test in 2018 and kind of fell in love with, with the idea of, of racing. And we just have honestly been just going down the rabbit hole um, ever since then. And it's really led us to here. And um, just, it's, it's honestly just keep going further and further you just can't really stop <laughs> it's like an addiction it is it really is so you you know you started out in f4 jumped up to usf 2000 and then jumped right into indie lights was that transition of you know skipping kind of the middle rung of the ladder difficult less difficult than you expected so that was a big jump um obviously we we were still pretty we're still pretty fresh to racing um, compared to the rest of the field and um, only having uh, two, three years in, in the smaller cars and then making the decision to hop into a big car like a, like a lights car, um, it was definitely a very sizable jump. It took me by surprise. I know we had a pretty extensive testing program before yeah. then, but it was still a very large jump to pull off um, going from USF to, to Indy Lights. And it, was, it was harder than I, I anticipated, but I mean, that's what we're, we're here for. We're trying to accelerate the learning curve and kind of get back on the same kind of seat time schedule growing up. What's the biggest difference you know, car-wise and engine-wise between the two that, that you noticed right away? Uh, it, <laughs> it was hard to figure out one thing. It was just everything just hitting you like sensory overload at once, to be honest. It, there's not one thing I could really pick out that was like significantly better than the, uh, than the last car. It was just everything at once. Tracks you've run at over the last couple years? Is there one or two that like you know, are your favorites? And at the same time, are there a few that maybe that you either don't like or are like the most challenging so far? So I'd say um, one of my favorite tracks on the calendar has to be Detroit uh, Belle Isle. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's the last year of that track this year, um, but I'm looking forward to see what they have for us next year. Um, but overall, I'd say Detroit's one of my favorites. I really like. Um, Laguna Seca, Road America. Um, I find Mid Ohio quite tricky. Um, it's a fun track to drive, but it's it's really hard to get everything out out of the car there. Um, but um, yeah, just just a few looks. So you you talked about Road America. You had a wild incident there uh, a few weeks ago. First off, glad you're okay. Second, from from your standpoint, what happened? So it was honestly, it was a big mistake on my part. Um, I was just, uh, it was just after a restart and I was watching the cars in front um, and ended up kind of committing to the outside line under braking, went into the brakes, watching the cars on the inside, I just started to drift uh, out to the edge, just not really paying attention to the wall on the outside and forgetting that the curb was there. Um, But I I felt like if I wasn't taking avoiding action, I would have ran into the back of my teammate, which I I didn't want to do. So I took avoiding action and I was playing to rejoin after. Right. Obviously, as as we do, but um, 
it, it ended up not working out that way and ended up launching off the curb. Um, but yeah, just a bad kind of judgment on my end. Do you think, so Road America is supposed to be repaved at some point this winter. Do you hope maybe that curb isn't so uh, kind of pointed at the end there? Yeah, I feel I feel like the placement of that curb, it, it works for, for the larger kind of stock cars and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think when it comes to Formula cars, staying away from any, any car that runs super, super low, just staying away from those big big curves is it's pretty, pretty crucial. Because, I mean, we see whenever it does go wrong, it can go very wrong. I mean, that could have been bigger than it, it was. The catch fence did a job did its job, which was, was great. No one in the crowd was harmed either because I mean I know a lot of people sit and watch there. Yeah. And turn five as well, so I'm grateful for that. But um again I, I, I do think they need to take a look at, at that and, and see what they can come up with. Right, let's go with a non racing question before we wrap it up. The best binge worthy T V show you found this year. Oh, that's a tough one. Um have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. games that you enjoy um 
I do like uh, Battle Royale games, like Apex yeah. Legends. It's pretty fun. Um, I'm a big uh, FPS yeah, uh, yeah. gamer, so stuff like that. I do play a few other games. Although I'm not that good, I do play with my friends, and I'm definitely the, like the worst in my friend group by far. But um, it's still fun, nonetheless. Cause yeah, uh, Frenchie, one of our other co-hosts, is, is not here this weekend. We started playing a lot of Call of Duty when COVID first hit. And I am terrible. Terrible. <laughs> to the point where we don't even we don't even touch it anymore. Cause, yeah. like, it's really not fun getting, like... There was a huge, huge group of people like that all yeah. during COVID. And it was just, like, uh, really brought it back to life almost because it, it really wasn't too, I mean it was still extremely popular don't get me wrong but yeah. really COVID helped bring kind of gaming to a new level whenever the whenever we the have a uh, pit lane parlay F1 league for the for the console game I'm terrible at that too <laughs> I usually I think the last I looked I've only I've entered 36 races and I've crashed 16 times so you do the math don't yeah. finish very often <laughs> But Call of Duty, I always felt like it's really demeaning when like a thirteen-year-old kid is cursing you out, and you're like three <laughs> times his age, and it's just yeah. it's just not fun. Yeah, I mean I it mean, is, but it's not. It's it's fun um, to an extent, but I mean it's just some of the yeah. I mean, like you said, whenever you get schooled by someone way younger than you, it, it, it's not the best feeling. No, no, you lose <laughs> lose interest real quick. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll wrap it up. So you have Iowa tomorrow. You've got a, a handful of races left in this year. Is there one you're you're circling on the calendar that you're most excited for. Maybe you've gotten a test in. And I'd you're say ready. the the next race is is Nashville, and I'm I'm super hyped for Nashville. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really cool street course to run. I, I I typically enjoy the street courses more than the road courses, just familiar, just everything else. So it's it's super super. I'll now I know lights wasn't there last year. Did you have you watched IndyCar footage to kind of get a feeling for yeah, I've, I've, what it's like? I've gone over a lot of. Uh, It's hard because no one. It's a new track. There's no sense stuff on it yet. I mean, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because like no one can really perform a sim. It's everyone's brand new to the yeah. track and everything. So it's it's really going to be a super level playing field by the time we get there. And yeah, I think yeah, uh, I'm just super super hyped for Nashville. So. One thing I hope Nashville has this year, if the super trucks are back, is a jump on the bridge. That'd be pretty. Which cool. I hear is not good for insurance, but I think it'd be I, I wouldn't cool. imagine it would be. Yeah. But, uh, I appreciate the comment. Good luck this weekend and good luck the rest of the year. Thanks. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller along with different featured guests each week from dirt to asphalt. We have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.